Welcome to the Christian Life Coach Collective. I'm your host and coach, Lauren Malone, and I'm here to help you become the hero of your own story and learn to be a guide to others. Whether you're a life coach in any niche or you want to become one, or you're just listening in so you can self-coach to lead your own life well, this podcast is here to serve you. I'm super excited to walk with you into your calling and help you create a wonderful legacy for your life. So let's jump in to today's episode. Okay, we are in full swing holiday mode. It's December 7th, and I'm going to be honest and say this is the first year I've gotten all, well, most 90% of my Christmas shopping done. And honestly, it what came from like a switch of my mindset. I was sick two weeks ago. I'm still getting over it. I don't know what happened, but my brain literally shut off with that sickness. And I took a COVID test. You know, it said negative to Rona. So (laughs) I don't know what it was, but it was crazy. And you can still hear like in my throat. So it shut my brain off. And all I can say is that when I started functioning again, it was incredible like a deliverance from all of the intense 12 hours days of thinking <laughs> that I've been going through. And now I just stopped thinking, which <laughs> has been de- kind of delightful. I'm such a thinker all day long that when you stop thinking, which means you stop feeling all the things that you feel every time you think all of that stuff. Gosh, it's just so peaceful and relaxing which is why God calls us to Sabbath. (laughs) And I think it's really powerful when you actually take a Sabbath from thinking when thinking is how you work, as opposed to thinking that or believing that you only need a Sabbath from physical labor. Take a break when, when emotions or thinking is actually how you show up to work, then you actually need to take a break from those things too. And I think if we did that and actually recognize that I don't need the break from the physical labor as much as I need a break from the mental labor or the emotional labor that I invest into my life, you know, the other days of the week, it would be really powerful if we learned how to do that. That is not at all what I'm here to say to you today, (laughs) but it's a little side note, a little blurb. So I'm actually wanting to talk to you about holding on to hope during this, you know, the season of big days, these, these holidays, these times when emotions are high, which means rationale is kind of (laughs) low and we're thinking and believing things that are not always helpful to us because we're put in circumstances during the holidays that are often interpreted as painful or disappointing, or even terrible. And I want to remind you about hope. I just want to remind you about it. (laughs) God's commandments connect us to our calling and everything that we are called to, he equips us for, right? He equips us for um, the success of being hopeful people, being hope bringers. He gives us what we need in the calling we have on earth to bring hope and to walk in it. And that the success of being a hope bringer 
uh, let's, like biblical success, it's the fulfillment of our calling to reveal the character and nature of God here on earth through our unique individual original design, who he created each one of us individually to be as different, unique sons and daughters. And there is so much hope in that, that you bring to every circumstance and every situation during the holidays, um, something that is unique about how you reveal the Father and his love and how the spirit of God that's within you rises up and shows himself. How Jesus and his love, his the work of the cross, it is manifest through the testimony of God in your life. And all of that is part of being a hope bringer, right? And I'm just going to say the testimony of what God's done in your life and his promises to you and his calling on your life, it all needs to be recorded. And if you're not writing it down, you're doing yourself a disservice, but you're also doing a disservice to your family by not sharing. Remember the, um, I, sorry, is it in Joshua? Where is it that the stones of remembrance, they crossed the, um, the river and on the other side, God said to collect like each of the tribes picked up a stone and they remembered, they stacked the stones and they were stones of remembrance about what God had done and what he, how he had brought them out of Egypt. So yeah, it was in Joshua and they've crossed the Jordan and God tells them to remember. And those stones are actually there. We are living stones, the testimony of God it goes forth and it goes forth through the revealing of our lives. And it, it, um, what is the right word for it? It, it manifests hope. The testimony builds faith because faith and hope are currencies of heaven. And when you remember and you share with others what you remember that God has done in your life and what he's promised to you, what he's spoken and what he's called you to. It is a powerful, powerful, powerful thing because remember life and death are in the tongue and the words that you speak. And when you speak of God and what he's done and who he is, you are releasing literal life into the atmosphere and changing molecules and atoms of furniture and people around you. Okay, you are shifting things. You're an atmosphere shifter and a hope bringer. And I'm not going to just tell you, hey, you're called to be a hope bringer in this holiday season. I want to tell you, you can be a hope bringer, even if during holiday seasons and big days, you're not usually a hope bringer because you get sideswiped by hopelessness or pain. Um. I'm telling you that you're capable and I want to help God, like partner with God in equipping you to bring hope and to not just bring hope to others, but to learn how to bring hope to yourself. Hope leads to faith and hope attracts circumstances that actually equip you in your calling and your destiny and even just like the thing you're supposed to be doing today, not even the just the bigger picture, but specifically equipping you to today. 
Hope attracts all of the parts and pieces you need in place like it's a magnet. It's pulling favor towards you, pulling faith forward and up out of you. It pulls provision into your life. Hope is either in your thought life or it isn't. But because hope is to the mind what blood is to the body, for your mind to be able to rise up and to function and lead you well, it hope has to be there. And you get, you get hope from the river of God. It flows from the nature of who he is. And not just because you're a positive, manifesting, attracting person. That isn't, it, there's no striving in gaining hope. It doesn't manifest out of you being something or doing something. It's the byproduct of surrender to God. It is the byproduct of being with him and in his presence. You cannot be with God and not walk away without hope, like or not walk away with hope. You, you will experience hope if you've been with him. And the, the hopelessness, it simply reveals the gaps between you and his presence. It it only manifests in the places where you find separation and disconnection between you and the living word. Circumstances are neutral until you interpret them. And they can all be interpreted. Every single circumstance can be interpreted as negative or terrible. But hope supersedes circumstances. Hope within you will burn like a fire. Joy will partner with hope and supersede all of those interpretations of your circumstances. And Psalm 42, 5 says, Oh, my soul, why are you cast down and disturbed within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the salvation that comes from his presence. Come on. Oh, my soul. Okay, now remember, your soul is different than your spirit. And David is talking to his soul. He is saying, oh my gosh, my thought life and my imagination and my beliefs and my paradigm and my, my emotions and my will. Why are you all cast down? Why are you disturbed and disappointed and confused? Because all we need to do, he's saying to his soul, is to hope in God. Rise up, let our let the spirit within us rise up and think on hope, for I shall yet praise him, which is the action produced from the, the thought of hope, the belief in hope, and the, the emotional experience of hope. I shall yet praise him. For what? For the salvation of his presence. Like God's presence is what saves you. It's not just that day you gave your heart to him and let him be Lord of your life to save you so you can go to heaven. No, it is a continual 24-7 for the rest of your earthly days salvation. And it is from the presence of God. It is as he speaks and he holds the world together in his hands as it's, it's the creation of th- literally the vibration of his voice released into all being, all things manifested, created by him and held together by him. Okay, 
I'm sorry, but sit in that for a second. Maybe rewind for a little bit. Do that again. (laughs) Oh, my soul. Oh, my mind and imagination and beliefs and paradigm and emotions and will. Why are you cast down and disturbed within me? Let's think about hope. Let's believe in hope and manifest and experience and feel hope in God. For we will praise him because salvation, my salvation comes from his presence and being with him. Knowing God's heart for you and purpose over your life, even God's will in all circumstances brings hope, regardless of your interpretation, regardless of how you think about it, regardless of how you feel about those circumstances that you're in. And Psalms uh, 24 20 verse 4 (laughs) says, may he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all of your plans. You know, I'm just going to say to you, if you think that your plans don't matter because it's always about God's plans, your plans are part of his plan. Don't undermine yourself. Don't lessen who you are as a son and daughter of the king. And you are, you are a royal priesthood. Your plans matter. And There's actual scripture backing that up and the psalmist saying, may he grant you what you desire and fulfill all of your plans with you. Like, what are your desires for this holiday season, for these big days, for those family gatherings, for the shopping experiences, for the giving experiences, for your ability to receive gifts when it's difficult for you? What is your desire and what are your plans for how you want? What would you wish that the season could be like instead of how it's always been or what you're afraid it will be? He wants to grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all of your plans. So in this season of big days, when you feel like you didn't make enough money this year, you didn't accomplish what you'd set out to do yet, and you feel forced to be with people who are difficult or painful to be with, Or maybe you feel stuck or trapped or stretched between people and places and events that continually bring confusion and disappointment. I want you to think new thoughts. I want you to lean into what God is doing and say, Father, what are you doing? What do you see? What's your interpretation? What does he want to say to you in all of your circumstances When you feel what you feel, what does he say? Do the great exchange. Father, I give you the lies that I'm believing, or even I give you my interpretation of these circumstances. And I I give them to you. I surrender them. And now I'm with you in your presence. I, I I feel your hope. What is the truth you want to exchange for the lies that I'm giving you or the interpretations that I'm giving you, my thoughts that I'm giving you? Will you tell me what you think and then stop and let him speak? So I want you to ask, like, what's he say? How's he interpret it? And what if your brain is simply scanning the horizon and determining ahead of time something is going to be terrible? (laughs) When in actuality, it's not until you've decided that it is. And your brain actually does that. In order to protect you, it scans and sees different circumstances or possibilities and associates past experiences to it so that you can know how to negotiate and manage 
those circumstances once they are upon you. That's what your brain is made to do. But you don't have to be led by your brain. You can lead your brain. Your brain is part of your body. Your mind is part of your soul. And your spirit has all of the authority in heaven to lead both of them. So what if you can decide to just not go there again? Or decide to have hope and hold on to it even as doubt swims by and tries to pull you off the door? You know, I'm thinking of, you know, Jack and uh, what's her name in the Titanic? <laughs> I'm thinking about, he. there was definitely room on the door for that guy. <laughs> but when doubt is swimming by like a shark, you can hold on to the door. You can hold on to the hope. And hope is your anchor. And what if, what if Jesus is actually enough? What if you live through this season by literally by sharing the currencies of heaven? Passing out hope and forgiveness and true peace. I'm trying to tell you how it can be that your external life can feel overwhelming and disappointing, but you have the ability and permission to control your thoughts and take them captive, confining them and determining that they don't have to lead you. The spirit inside of you does. Yes, you know, it does take determination and grit, but um, you are far more capable of this than you think you are. So don't believe your brain when it's just trying to protect you from discomfort and decide you're going to be the change agent in your family this year. Decide you'll keep your mouth closed when it would normally be saying things best left with Jesus. Decide you'll open your mouth and speak kindness when you would normally shut down and close off. Decide you're a warrior in this battle, an active warrior. If you were deployed in the military, you would live as though there was an enemy you're fighting. Well, you are in an army, my friend, and there is a real enemy, and he's very active this time of year. (laughs) And if you were a Navy SEAL or special ops or on the front lines or a doctor on the base, doesn't matter, you would be watchful armed with the correct weapons that actually do damage to the enemy. And hope, and just side note, forgiveness, are powerful weapons. And when you pass hope out like you're, you know, just, you know, like handing dimes out to little kids, right? It gets easier to do because you're practicing it. And it also comes back to you and finds its way back to you like a boomerang. And when you feel the emotion of hopelessness trying to overtake you, or even just simply trying to creep in, bless your spirit. Literally say, I bless my spirit to rise up and lead my soul and body. And take some self-leadership, self-governing, and manage your thought life. You know, write stuff down. Write yourself a note to help you know what you're setting your intention on, how you want to think and feel and act Um, when you're going into difficult situations or hitting trigger points. You've got this, friend. The very fact that you're still listening to this means that it's the desire of your heart to be able to manage yourself well and to be able to change your the, um, the experiences of these big days that we're in the middle of, right? And 
God is calling you to hope. So that means he's also equipping you with how to find it, hold on to it, and encourage your soul to give it out. Like he's showing you how to do it. So I bless you in this holiday season uh, with joy and abundant hope and new thoughts and possibilities. And may you find many delicious cookies as you travel through this season, (laughs) especially Italian rainbow cookies, or we call them tricolors, which I'm making this week. So, and if you want to be a coach or you are one, remember to grab the coach's mistake evasion manual at sterlingandstonementoring.com or in the show notes. And if you're looking to get trained as a life coach so that you have, you know, you start a business and a coaching practice next year and, you know, get equipped with tons of tools and strategies to serve the people God's called you to, then go jump into the greenhouse course because it's available right now to get started on anytime and go through it at your own pace. Maybe you need to ask somebody to gift it to you or give you money towards it. For Christmas. I think that would be an excellent idea. I wish I'd had that years ago. <laughs> so remember, all things are possible. It is a season of possibilities, and this next season of your life is going to be full of abundant hope. Bless you, friends. Hey, thanks for listening. And I would love it if you could leave me a review wherever you listen to this podcast and tell me what you're loving about it. It helps other people who are looking for transformation and change and growth in their lives find me. And if you want to learn about becoming a coach with any of your superpowers, head over to sterlingandstonementoring.com and check out the greenhouse course. See you there.